Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson. This week we are talking about the fact that although we believe homeschooling is amazing and something that everyone can do, the reality is that there are some pitfalls that we see homeschoolers fall into. We discuss some of the most common pitfalls that we do see and how to get out of them or avoid them. We think this is going to be another encouraging episode. Before we begin, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making the Smiling Homeschooler possible. They're an amazing math curriculum. They help more homeschoolers smile, and we'd encourage you to go check out their curriculum over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today magazine for supporting what we do. They're another amazing source of homeschooling encouragement. Every mom needs that, so go please subscribe to their magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. All right, so let's get going. And then, Dad, maybe before we begin here, uh, do you, is, you know, you still got a couple weeks left, so they still have time to order Christmas game, calendar, anything else you want to oh, talk yeah. about They've here before? Oh, yeah, they got lots of time. Lots of times. Yeah. They have lots of time. Uh, I mean, really, unless you live in far, far away, you know, I mean, it really only takes less yeah. than a week, almost anywhere in the country. Um, so you got lots of time, but, you know, you don't for, have forever time. In fact, today is this December the 5th as we record this which is shocking um <laughs> maggie was all in this tizzy about like i mean we gotta we, we only have 20 more days to watch all these movies and my and <laughs> her mom is like calm down it's only the 5th of december um so but I know. it, it feel, feels like it's just on this race to christmas now and uh but, you know it feels like there's lots to get down but if you don't have your husband's gift you want to make sure you get them a you to dad daily calendar. We're going to run out. I know we are. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're still looking for a great, uh, you know, family thing to do, you know, check out the game. I'm going to try this tomorrow. If you're listening to this live, I'm going to try Wednesday. I'm going to try a, uh, you know, like the old fashioned Christmas bazaar. Um, we're going to try it right about uh, two o'clock. Um, tomorrow afternoon, uh, I'm just going to turn on my camera and see what happens. I've got some stuff planned. We're going to do some Christmas trivia, um, look at some top 10 Christmas movies, walk through an Advent night, uh, maybe talk about our board game a little bit more, uh, maybe talk about some other things, um, some of our favorite traditions. And you can ask any questions you'd like. So tomorrow, uh, Facebook Live. So that'll be Wednesday. So the day you're listening Wednesday to this, you're listening to audio. 2 o'clock unless the creek rises and yeah. something like that um so, so we'll see what happens so come join no, so dad's just not my... all by himself the entire time uh that's yeah. on our facebook page yeah. Smiling i can talk for uh, that's true and we're just gonna go for as long as we want you know i don't know if they kick you off after like 12 hours probably you might do one of those things they do in the government you know where they just a filibuster where yeah. you just keep talking <laughs> i will say so we'll see uh, what happens again just also, you know, not trying to make it all salesy, but um, I've been reading my. With we my don't kids. care. It's yeah. all about sales. We yeah. need the sales. With each night or more night before bed, I've been reading the uh, some of Dad's Christmas books. Uh, we just finished last night, Captain Chaos and the Manger Blaster, which is uh, awesome, awesome book. And then uh, we oh, I talked about the Secret of Snow Village uh, a couple weeks ago, and then tonight we just started The Stranger, which is one of my favorites. Uh, but they're just super short; they're only like thirty pages or less, and I mean they're big pages, big print, so it's not overwhelming amount of text. They have a good. Um, 
you know, there's a good meaning behind each one, but it's not just like beat over the head. And my kids really, really like them. And I think your kids would too. So, you know, regardless of that, what I them, then you should definitely write, read them and get them. I mean, I hope that they still have a little bit of that enchantment Yeah, where it feels you get a little bit of goosebumps and you know, that's what I want. Uh, I think these actually came before the, uh, before Polar Express. Otherwise I would call it plagiarism, but they are, uh, a little bit similar in terms of there's always like, is this real or is this not? And I love that. And the kids love that. Um, in terms of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to probably have my lawyers. If I had some yeah. talk to the Polar Express people. So I was before Polar yeah, Express exactly. or at least before I heard Dickens about is it. before you though. So I guess, you know, that one, that one, that's that true. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's, it is fun though. And I mean, um, yeah, that's something my kids still don't totally understand is like, the idea it's just like i don't get it but like hudson will be like ben this- doesn't get it oh, yeah. still ben yeah. still no, doesn't but get it, it. I, hudson says this about out. every book we read he goes is this real and i'm like i mean no it's a book you know they're just a story and he's like oh and then i'll be like reading narnia or something he'll be like but is that real and i'm like i mean it's it's supposed to be our world but it's not like it's the stories made up and he's like so it, it, it did happen. And I'm like, no, it's just in the book. And he's like, OK. But then he just like does not understand mm-hmm. them. It's just so funny. I don't know. I know. Eventually he'll get it. But it's funny. Yeah. So but his father still does it. Yeah. Still does it to this day <laughs> about trying to figure all the things. That, and it's like, it's fake, Ben. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm like, I know. But if it did work, how would it work? I know, so. but well, uh, so today's topic, uh, that we should go ahead and get started on was something we were, I was thinking about, um, you know, again, we've, we've talked to, you've talked to thousands of homeschool moms and, you know, uh, you know, we believe homeschooling is amazing for every family. Everyone, you know, everyone should do it. It's an incredible thing, but sometimes unfortunately there are, you do come across, uh, people or families or scenarios where it just had some struggles or didn't work well or whatever it may be. I'm going to call them pitfalls right now because I can't think of a better word for it, but because I don't want to say like failure per se, but we're just, it just, there, there's some things that can go wrong or, uh, aren't what we, you know, envision and hope for everyone who homeschools out there. So, uh, I thought dad could, you know, share a couple of those that he sees most often. Um, and then kind of some of the encouragement or, uh, maybe some advice if you feel like you might be, um, bumping up against some of those, uh, just to, you know, have, uh, the, the homeschool <laughs> that smiles and that is what I think is possible for your homeschooling so dad what was the first thing that came to mind when you thought about thought about this topic well even when you were saying you know they really are you know kind of the pitfalls you kind of think of like you know some a hole in the ground right where you know you're just kind of going along and all of a sudden you find yourself in a spot where you don't know how to get out and uh you know unfortunately if you homeschool the way some people get out is they just quit homeschooling Um, And there are some things that really where you find yourself in a spot where you're thinking, like, I don't know what to do. And so I think some of these are common. I would say probably the number one thing, maybe, um, and I hate to put a number to it, but maybe at the top of the list would be just, and I was trying to think how you word it, um, not school issues, but maybe character issues and maybe not even character. Character says this is about, you know, the whole child, really just discipline issues. You know, where you have 
areas where kids will say or parents will say you know my kids they just they won't sit still and so i'm just like i'm battling i'm battling i'm battling and you know and so you can't get anything done so the real issue isn't uh you know not that they won't sit still or they won't do the real issue sometimes even in homeschooling is that they just won't do what you ask them to do and really you're beating your head against the wall um, I would worry less about math. I would worry less about history. I'd worry about less about everything and then work on those things because really you need your kids to obey you so that you can do the rest of it, you know, and not just that, but that you can do it all. Um, you know, uh, and I know, you know, when you have little kids like Ben has little kids, it's just constant, you know, you're just constantly working on that. And the reason we want them to obey us is not so that school will go easily, um, but we want them to obey us. And this is our bigger mar- our bigger picture. You know, we want them to obey us so that they can obey God one day um, without, a, you know, without a question, without exception all the way. And, and so uh, if you're, if you find yourself um, joyless, not smiling, it might be because your kids seemingly don't do what you ask them to do. And so, you know, what I would do is I would make that the lesson. I would just say, Hey, we're going to not do school today, especially if you have little kids. Um, You know, if you have bigger kids, it gets a lot harder, but if you have little kids and you say, okay, we're going to work on obeying mom. And then you're going to talk about what obedience is. And you're just going to say, okay, when I ask you to do something, no matter what, you're just going to say, yes, mom. That's going to be your answer, and then you're going to do it. And, and maybe later on you can talk about, well, what if I, I can't right now? Well, that's not the – we're not going to worry about that right now. We're just going to say this is what you're going to do. And so without question – and then there's maybe a, a um, uh, what do you say when – if they don't do it? There's a – not a price to pay. That's not the right word. I can't hear you, Ben. You're muted. You're muted. Consequence? A consequence. A consequence. There might be a consequence if they don't do that, you know? So the consequence might be, Hey, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we're going to do, we're going to have milk and cookies or whatever. But if you don't obey the consequences, we're not going to do milk and cookies, you know, and that will be a good motivator at first. And then, you know, maybe the motiv- motivation becomes less and less. Um, but this is really a joy stealer and joy killer of homeschooling. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Obviously, every parent forever is always going to be working <laughs> with that. I mean, it's a never ending thing. And that's it's that's the part that's hard is it doesn't just stop, you know, similar to all other things. It's not like, you know, you just stop learning. It's like you don't just stop having to deal with, uh, you know, with with character and with teaching your children. Uh, it is constant. And but I think if, you know, in the consistency it becomes maybe less nonstop battle at least. Uh, but it's tough. I mean, that's definitely something we struggle with and work with through and, uh, talk about frequently is definitely, uh, discipline and, uh, you know, like, okay, that she's being super disrespectful right now, which I've got a kid yelling for me right now. So maybe dad go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is if your kid yells over you all the time. No, but those are again, the same thing. So the second one, I would say, is maybe like high expectations. You know, parents, uh, homeschooling moms put such high expectations on themselves, on their kids, on everybody. You know, they have this, and we all, I shouldn't say they, we, 
we have this expectation that our kids are going to want to do school and that they're going to love learning and that we're going to love teaching. And it doesn't feel that way. And I mean, I have all these parents all the time saying, but it's so hard. You know, my kids just don't like doing it. And I'm like, duh, what did you think? And the thing they thought was that it was going to be this, you know, magical, mystical experience of pretendness, you know, like Little House on the Prairie sitting around the house all day long. And it's just not like that. And I think, you know, if we can just manage our expectations and say, hey, this is going to be hard. They're not going to learn much very much every day. You know, they're just going to learn a little bit. And that, uh, you know, they're going to learn stuff after school's done. And that just helps everything. If you can just, and it's not bringing your expectations down. It's making them realistic um, because it's the unrealistic ones that'll kill you, you know. So high expectations. That was my second one, Ben. That's huge. I mean, I feel like that one we see so, so frequently and is really easy to, especially if you... I mean, everyone does it to some extent, you know, has these pictures and images of what it's going to look like. And especially for a kid, that can be so hard and daunting. And um, no one likes to feel like they're letting their parent down by not hitting their expectations. And it can just cause a lot of frustration. Or as we even talked about in the last few weeks where the kid said, I just feel like I can never do enough, you know, or I just had to do it all the time to be able to make my parent proud. It's like that could be make your child literally hate what, you know, homeschooling is. And I think that's always so sad when I had friends that were in that situation. Um, I had to step away because Hudson said he had a dream about an alligator eating them, even though he hadn't fallen asleep yet. So I don't know how that's possible, but, um, (laughs) so, uh, but what do you think like the place, um, idealism has in, you know, homeschooling, you know, because like, being idealistic, I think is fun in a lot of ways. You know, you have all these images like, Oh, we're going to do these things. And I want to try to do, you know, uh, create this moment. But at the same time, I think it can just almost prevent some of those moments because you're striving so hard to hit this image or this picture you have in your mind that the natural moments then are ruined because you're just frustrated that you're not hitting these perfect ones. And I know I do that a lot. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're on vacation. I have all these things. I'm like, I want to hit this, 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 and this. And I want it to be exactly like this. And then it's miserable because it's not that. And that's real life. And then, you know, I'm frustrated. Everyone else is frustrated versus the last few years. It's been more like, let's just see what happens and go with the flow a little bit. And it ends up, you have amazing moments, but you know, it just more, come, you know, comes more naturally. I don't know. That's just something I've been thinking about recently. How do you? Because idealism basically says it's almost like in a vacuum. You right. know, in an ideal situation, this is what would happen. Really, the ideal situation is if you go by yourself. You know, do it all by your, if you do school without kids, <laughs> or if you go on vacation right. without kids. You know, and or you you know, and there just is not that. So just be wary then of that, that, especially with social media and everything else, of that image of we're all going to be sitting, you know, in the beautiful sunlit room, uh, you know, working Mm -hmm. on our books on the table. And, you know, I'm going to be sipping my coffee out of my mom life mug and all that. Like, you know, that stuff can happen, but it may not be beautiful and perfect uh, as frequently and not being blindsided by that, you know. And Christmas time is the same thing. I mean moms have this chip and joanna Gaines picture in their head you know and you look at their house and there's not like one item that belongs to a real person 
in any of the pictures. There's no pictures on the wall. They're all, you know, it could have been from any department store, you know, and there aren't any socks hanging anywhere or there, you never see toilet paper on a roll in their house. I don't know what, what they use, you know, and then re the realistic, you know, the real house looks like after the Grinch was there, you know, and there's yeah. wires and, and, uh, you know, just a mess everywhere. And I just think, you just spend your whole life disappointed uh, because you try so hard. And I think, you know, maybe the pitfall, maybe the pitfall is that it's okay to be in the pit every once in a while. You know, it's okay to be in those situations because they're normal. Um, and maybe we just build a ladder and we just climb out, you know? Um, but I know that if you, if you set yourself up and you think you're the only one, that's a hard road to hoe, you know? Yeah. Well, real quick here, uh, you know, one of the math curriculums that our families use and really made a huge, huge difference for us is teaching textbooks. Uh, we've tried a lot. We used a lot over the years, but this is the one that we've stuck with for uh, over a decade now just because it's, it's engaging. Uh, we all learned better with it. Uh, it's interactive. You can do it pretty independently, which is awesome. So you don't have to just be, you know, working through every problem with your kid unless they need help. Uh, but it's 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 fun. You could do it from any device that has an internet browser, so it's really convenient. Um, and Teaching Textbooks is just an amazing company. Uh, they're always working uh, and building on what they have created. Uh, they've launched, and they're at 4.0 right now, and I'm sure they'll continue to iterate on that going forward. But they also have amazing customer service and support. Uh, they have family plans. So go over to teachingtextbooks.com, check out a free trial, and we really appreciate their support of The Smiling Homeschooler and what we do. Hey, we also want to thank uh, Homeschooling Today magazine. And I was just over at the site and I'd mentioned last time that they have some great holiday gifts for you um, and for me. Uh, in fact, they have a digital holiday edition uh, from 2020 and 2021. You can download the 2020 holiday, 2021 holiday activity guide, uh, download our 2023 holiday uh, season planner. Lots of information. All you have to do is uh, put your name and your email and you can get all that information. And if you're like me, you like that stuff, especially at this time. I love all the ideas and the clever things that they add. In fact, we're going to talk about some of those uh, tomorrow at our first ever Smiling Homeschooler uh, Christmas Bazaar. Um, again, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. hope you join us. Um, so we thank you again to Homeschooling Today magazine. You can find out more about them at homeschoolingtoday.com. Nice. Um, so, I mean, anything else that you have at the top of your head? Otherwise, I mean, I can throw out a couple, you know, broader ones. Well, um, we were talking right before, you know, one of the pitfalls maybe is, is isolation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where you are just all alone in this journey or you think you're all alone. Um, I know different people need different things. Uh, some people need lots of interaction and there, you know, there's usually... Uh, at least one or two co-ops that you can be a part of if you need lots of that, lots of friends. Um, some of you need very little, um, which is okay too. Um, but everybody needs a little a little bit. Um, so do not go it alone um, because, you know, just like the Bible says, uh, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Um, but if you, you know, if you're by yourself, when you fall down, you have no one to lift you up. And I think especially in the homeschooling journey, 
at least have someone, even if, you know, even I hope you consider us, the Smiling Homeschooler, as one of those friends to pick you up when you're feeling down, but don't try to go alone. Yeah. I mean, one thing I would say is uh, I think the world sees a pitfall as like, oh, look at all those weird homeschoolers who can't even read or they, they, they're they afraid to even, you know, order their own food at a restaurant or something, you know, like I'm not even going to like really bring that up as a pitfall because I feel like that's such a small, small, small mm-hmm. sliver that I, I mean, we just don't run into super frequently anymore or ever really at this point. I feel like, I mean, there are definitely families out there who, you know, whether it's by fear or control or whatever it may be. Um, but it's just not, I don't think the reality of normal homeschooling at this point. Um, I mean, maybe you disagree, but I, I, I just feel like that's no. a fear mongering, uh, external thing. That's just a trope. That's not even really accurate. Uh, but right. so, I mean, it's just something people say, I feel like, um, and honestly, like, sure, maybe there's some homeschoolers who are weirder compared to the, uh, to the outer world, you know, the greater world. But at this point I have no problem with that. And I would say, well, I mm-hmm. would prefer not to look like the rest of the world. So, uh, you know, <laughs> if I look a little right. bit off, that's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of anything. So, um, I don't think that's a, and a I don't true know a pitfall. pitfall, a pitfall along with that, what you just said, Ben, but I noticed that sometimes some of the ladies that I will hear talking they'll say things and even your own mom will say things like well i just think what we do looks lame to others you know or what i'm doing they'll think bad of me if i don't do this and i'm thinking you cannot live your homeschool world that way you cannot homeschool that way you cannot parent that way you cannot anything that way because you will you will constantly hear those voices and they're not their voices. They're your your voices telling you what you think they're saying. And you got to get past that. Who cares if your kids look dumb? You know, if, you know, if you don't think they're dumb, they're not dumb, you know? And, and if, who cares if your kids look a certain way, unless it bothers you, then you, you can, you can deal with it, but you cannot be hung up and parenting and homeschooling based on what you think other people think because they it doesn't matter yeah totally it's hard to do but it's so true and that's something to strive for for sure what about uh friends do you think that can uh obviously not (laughs) friends are all bad but i just mean friends that are not um and honestly i feel like i've seen it more with um outside friends who are not homeschooled or, uh, you know, interacting with people who are kids who are, I feel like it, uh, I have seen some kind of turn on it just from, you know, honestly, the part that's dumb to me is it's a bunch, it's two people who have almost no perspective in the grand scheme of life, you know, as two teenagers or whatever saying like, you know, one homeschool, oh. one not, you know, going like, Oh, it's super lame. And my, you know, now he's mad that he has to do it this way. And then all, you know, his friends and stuff like get to do it a different way. I think that can be a little <laughs> bit dangerous. Not saying like it's a cult where you can it. only have friends that are homeschooled. But I do think it is just be aware of it, especially, again, remembering that, you know, neither of these kids has any true understanding of, uh, you know, what long term the fruit or damage or anything like that. They're just saying things in the moment of, you know, teens being dumb, uh, to be honest. But uh, I don't know. Do you think that's right. genuine? Or- oh, oh, yeah, I think that's I think that could be a really big one. 
In fact, I mean, I would, as a parent, I would care who my kids hang around. And if I thought, you know, my kids were hanging around a lot of non-homeschoolers, I would change that equation a little bit, you know, because I know uh, if you want your kids to like homeschooling, you're going to want them around homeschoolers. If you, cause you put them around somebody else and they'll say dumb things like, well, don't you want a locker? You know, like, well, well, yeah, I want a locker. Wouldn't it be cool if you could, could hang around, you know, I mean, someone told one of my kids, you know, uh, my 17 year old son, oh, you would do so good in public school, you know, because you would be cool and you would, you know, what kid doesn't like hearing that? You know, I mean, and now he knows he has no option at all to ever enjoy that. But I would personally, I would be I would be somehow limiting those friends. I know that sounds harsh, but I would. Um, because they, they will poison your kids against you. What I would, and, and what I would end up kind of try to do, I would try to build up your homeschoolers to build up each other. You know, we have a book called Life's, Life's Homeschooling Teens Believe. We made it as a uh, kind of a group study. So maybe our kids could do it together. You know, like you could get a bunch of teens together and they could talk about it. Or even like when I'm, when I do uh, homeschool PE every Wednesday, Every time I pray, every single time I pray, I always say, thank you, God, that we could be homeschooled because I want them to know that it's the greatest thing ever. And I would reduce things that tell my kids that it's not a great thing. Well, I mean, that's, I feel like just in general is like having friends that encourage and build up the, you know, uh, your kids and, and, and the choices that you've made in your, um, worldview that you, you know, you have, I mean, I think that's just a good thing in general is obviously if you have people around who are just tearing down everything that you stand for, believe in, or, you know, I mean, that's going to have effect. So, uh, obviously their Christian belief is way more important than homeschooling. Uh, but, uh, if you have chosen homeschool, I think it's important that you don't have people undermining you constantly in that, um, because it, it is a it is a good thing, but there's a lot of naysayers out there, and uh, and you can easily we have on other issues where you talk to you know those kids' parents who might also be your family members and say, hey, you know your kid he keeps saying this about homeschooling that it sounds bad. Can you just tell him not to do that? You know <laughs> because we don't. And there most parents would go, oh yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I'll tell him not to, you know, and then it's no big deal. Yeah, sorry. I mean, uh, getting over. That's cold, okay. So. I know you're coughing. Yeah. No, I mean, that's good. Anything else you have? Um, you know, I was just going to put maybe a pitfall is that idea that, uh, you can do everything that a school can do, um, because you can't, you know, a school is filled with lots of employees who do lots of different things, whether they're cleaning the school or, uh, being the nurse or they're being the counselor or they're being the, the cafeteria or they're doing math and you know you're one person you can't do it you can't do everything and you can't do everything perfect and that's okay you know if if god thought he needed you know you your family needed more than one mom he would have set up adam with 14 eves you know but he didn't it was just an adam and eve and he, and then he said here now you take these kids and teach them everything they need to know and it's the same way with you sorry i was muted again yeah no, I think that's really good. I was going to look up and see how many people are in the average school, like staff wise, but uh, I can't find it. But it's got to be, I mean, uh, I don't yeah. know, 
50 yeah. to 100 something in there maybe more oh there are people who just cut grass and yeah. you know and do all the things that you do Depending on the size and, obviously yeah so you can't do it all so don't yeah. so don't try so don't try well i think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up you want to close this out for the night yeah well i will just say hey i hope you join me tomorrow um at two o'clock uh eastern standard time here at facebook facebook if you're listening right now if you're not well then you'll probably miss it uh <laughs> but that's okay <laughs> it may still be watch it it'll anyway. still be online yeah um and again if you want to get your products now's the time to get them most importantly though if you're feeling that christmasy you you want to experience all the good stuff but you got all the other busy stuff then maybe make your school day shorter or your school week shorter you can do that. You know, there are a lot of homeschoolers who take the whole month between Thanksgiving and Christmas off just so they don't miss the good stuff. Um, so if you're feeling that, I'm not telling you to, but if you're feeling that, I'm telling you to take it off. Um, you'll be glad you did. And so will your kids. Worst case scenario, your kids will remember these days as the best days of their life. And that should make everybody smile. Thank you for joining us for another episode. We appreciate everyone that listens each week. We couldn't do this without you. If you enjoy our show, please leave a review on whatever podcast app you listen on. As always, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making the Smiling Homeschooler possible. Have a great week and don't forget to smile.